0: Hey everyone. Welcome back to the It's a Mind Game podcast. My name is Jade. I'm very excited to have you listening in today. So slight change of pace with this episode as for once, it's actually me getting interviewed by the wonderful Nourished by Claudia, who you heard from in episode 37. So as a part of her coaching services and nutrition services, she does have an online Facebook community, um, which works as a support group for women who are recovering from HA and eating disorders. I was lucky enough to be invited to speak on her Facebook live and I was really excited about how everything went and the conversation that we had so I asked if we could share it on the podcast and thankfully Claudia was more than happy to do so. Um, I will include my details as always and Claudia's on the show notes and I will leave you with this incredible conversation. I hope you enjoy it.
1: Hello, beautiful ladies. So it's again Claudia from Nourish by Claudia. And today I have the pleasure to be talking with Jade from the It's a Mind Game Podcaster. Podcast. (laughs) She (laughs) is a podcaster. She's actually my favorite podcaster at the moment. And she's so much more than that. She is a personal trainer or was a personal trainer. We're gonna get to that in a second. And she's also a mom of a beautiful, beautiful girl. So Thank you, Jade, for being here with us and for sharing your stories and bringing
0: in all your expertise. How are you feeling? I'm wonderful. And it's such a pleasure to be here after our original conversation on the podcast. I feel like I've known you forever. Um, And I'm so excited to be sharing more stories and more insight into the HA recovery space. I was really looking forward to talking to you again. And please, let's, uh, let's clarify. Are you still a personal trainer? I've actually just started personal training again probably four months ago Um, I did give it up for two years when I decided to start my HA recovery because it was just way too much to be in a gym training people when I myself couldn't train the way I wanted to I couldn't eat the way I wanted to Um, yeah so I made the decision to take a step back Um, And I'm really glad I did, because now I feel like I'm refreshed. I achieved all the health goals that I needed to, and I've got a much better capacity to help other people now. So
1: That's fantastic, because today we're going to be talking about exercising and weight gain. So that's going to fit perfectly with our topic of conversation. So would you mind sharing a little bit of your story, what happened and how come that now you're talking about hypothalamic amenorrhea and eating disorders and so on and so forth?
0: Yeah, of course. So um, my journey started when I was, I, oh goodness, I was about 20 years old and I had done my personal training course. I had always been buying those oxygen magazines and the women's health magazines and mm-hmm. seen all these beautiful bodies on the cover. Um, I was a gymnast when I was younger, so I always had a lean body. I had abs and muscles and um, I guess I was always complimented for that. And when I stopped doing gymnastics due to an injury, I went through the weight gain phase, realized that I I didn't like it at all. Um, And it was very quickly to get back into some sort of training and sort of get a body back. Um, And that was before I even had any kind of body dysmorphia issues. But I look back now and see that it was a bit of a troubling thought process very early on. Um, But yeah, it was pretty harmless at the start. I finished my PT course. I was so excited to be in health and fitness industry. It was something I was so passionate about. And I thought, why not do a bikini competition? I'll train myself. I'll do my own diet. um, (coughs) I can learn all of these things along the way. And as a result of that, everyone who I'm training can sort of learn with me. Um, So I thought I'd be the perfect guinea pig. And that's exactly what I was. Um, My first competition worked out perfectly. Um, I think I placed second and I was what you'd call healthy in the way that mentally my diet was based purely on calorie counting and tracking to get me to comp stage. There was no sort of, um, eating disorder thoughts or tendencies or anything like that. It was purely I'm doing these behaviors to get this result. Um, I did the competition I placed and i just felt so excited and so happy with myself um, that I thought the best thing to do would to be uh, a competitor and go and compete again. Um, the next competition was six weeks away. I had, I guess, capped out on things that I knew when it come to dieting, reverse dieting, how long you can stay lean for. Um, and I didn't know that committing to such a low calorie for another six weeks would be so hectic on my body. Um, so -hmm. I did commit to those low calories. I did lose even more weight and get even leaner. Um, I actually look at some of those photos now and I, I do look unwell. um, did I know that at the time? Absolutely not. Um, but in that six week period, I become bulimic. Uh, so it was very much, I was ravenously hungry. I'd scramble to the cupboards, of course, when no one was home eat all this amount of food, shovel it down, feel so disgusted with myself that I can't believe I ate that much, run to the bathroom, throw it up, go sit in a corner and cry for 10 minutes because I I don't know what just happened. Like I become this beastly, crazy girl who ate all these foods that I don't even want to eat because I'm a healthy fit girl. Um, and then that was sort of a downward spiral. So I did the second comp. Um, I was pretty miserable. I hated it. Um, And I think that was because I knew something was really wrong. Um, And then it was a really long process. So I had HA for six years. Um, To condense the story down, I did end up getting through my bulimia. Um, I did go to see a psychologist once or twice. It didn't work for me. I'm very much for getting mental health support, though. Um, but I found that they were just too pushy and they didn't seem to understand my psyche and how I was thinking. It was very much a just mm-hmm. eat, just don't train, just gain weight attitude. And, as I'm sure you and your listeners will understand, is that it's not that simple. It's not just go eat. And if it's it not, was if it i was. wouldn't I wouldn't have a problem if it was that simple. Um, and I almost <laughs> felt it belittling the fact that they had that attitude. Um, So I thought, you know what, I I will just do it myself. And that was a big roller coaster. So for me, it was getting through the bulimia first. I didn't even care that I didn't have a period because in my mind, that's what athletes were known for. Like it was a sign that I was an athlete Mm -hmm. and I was performing well. Um, And at the time I didn't care about not having kids and things like that. So it wasn't really an issue. Um, over time I got through the bulimia through a lot of self-talk recognizing what my triggers were. Um, but I was still eating very little. And I found that as a result of eating that little bit more, the only way I could justify it was to go and train more. So I kind of got rid of one condition and made another one worse, um, which led me down. Yeah. And at that point, like, I must admit, I was pretty happy, though. Um, I did suffer with pretty bad anxiety, which I didn't realize was linked to um, low food intake and overtraining. I thought that was just me. Um, And then, yeah, but overall, I was still happy. I love my training. I did enjoy dieting. I did. Um, But I did notice that my bulimic tendencies would come in if I got super stressed. Um, So things like Oh gosh, I think leading up to my wedding, I had a week where I had two or three bulimic episodes and I hadn't had one in three years. Um, and it was, it was just so confusing. But at that point, I knew what was going on and it's like, oh, you're too stressed. You need to do something else to deal with this. Um, then I got married and I dieted down for my wedding, as you do, got really lean, loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got married and I don't know, maybe a week or two later, I just woke up and I had the idea that wouldn't it be nice to have the option of kids? I hmm. didn't know that I definitely wanted them because throughout that space of time, I was told I couldn't have them. Um, you're not ovulating. And if you do want to have them, you've got to jump on chromoid. Um I'm not one for medication unless you really, 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 really need it. So I kind of took it as I'm just not meant to have them I'll let it go somewhere in that time frame I found the no period now what Facebook group community all that kind of thing and found out that maybe I do have the potential to have kids but I have to do x y and z to do it which was terrifying I need to eat more and train less are you freaking kidding me (laughs) um and you
1: have to basically swim against the current
0: you have to go against all the things that you have learned and i read it for quite some time and i was reading people's posts on facebook and i thought i'm so happy for them but i i can't do that that's not for me yeah i yeah i don't know how to not be the person i am i don't know how other Mm -hmm. people will like me if i'm not this person i'm the fit girl i'm the one who diets i'm the one who trains i'm it, it didn't like my character wasn't a value it was all just image and how could I possibly go and gain weight and all of a sudden ruin that image and no one likes me or respects me or wants to see me um I know that's not true now but at the time yeah. I thought I would lose everything everything if I
1: gained weight so in your situation it was like shedding your skin and finding a new identity yeah, It wasn't really eating less, eating more and training less. What's finding a new Jade, the Jade 2.0, the new version, upgraded version.
0: Yeah, and and who is that? And who who yeah. wants to be friends with her? And I'm sure you might have experienced the same thing, which is when you start losing weight, people love to comment and be like, oh, you look great, you look fabulous. And all I had in my head is what's going to happen when I start gaining weight? People are going to be like, oh, you're disgusting, you're unhealthy, what are you doing? Um. I know that that's not true, but that's what you think. Um, I did end up going half in for eleven months, so I thought I'll, I'll eat more. I'll only train an hour a day. Um, I changed industries, so I started doing employment services, which um, really helped me because it took me away from the gym space. Um, a negative side effect of that is I cut off from so many friends and relationships that I had from my gym community because I I just went into like hermit mode. Like no one can watch me go through this process um unless it's my super close family everybody else just pretend you don't know me I'm gonna hide um which is really horrible because I had some really lovely people around me and yeah um but I got to a point of 11 months half in and I was so frustrated I've gained weight I'm training so averagely because I'm trying not to do too much not to do too little I'm fed up like I'm just so fed up I'm going to go all in for four weeks all I'm going to do is walk, yoga, and my food at that point, I was just eating whatever my hunger told me to eat anyway. So that had become quite simple, which was great. Um, four weeks later, sorry, about five days before I got my period back, I remember just feeling great. I didn't know what happened. I just, I was energetic and I felt confident and I didn't know why because I was heavy and it didn't matter. Like it, nothing mattered and um actually sorry I'm going to quickly digress the day before that I found out our um our cousin was pregnant she was eight weeks pregnant mm-hmm. and um oh, I still get emotional thinking about it because I remember being so excited for her I was so happy and all I could think about was you are so pathetic you can't even get your period and she just fell pregnant um and you feel so horrible. That's such a nut. Like, why can't you purely be happy for someone? And I could. No, it's it. like, very normal. Oh, nah. and I still get sad about it now. Um, because I was happy for her. I was. It was. It was fabulous. But the level of like degradation you felt for yourself and how disgusting and oh, it was horrible. But yeah, then a few days later, this crazy uplifting feeling come, which was kind of nice because I was down in the dumps for a while. Um, And then I woke up to my period and I'm pretty sure it was New Year's Day. (laughs) Um, Oh, wow. So the beginning (laughs) of a new era. It was perfect. um, Oh, my gosh. I laughed. I cried. I danced in and around the toilet. I don't even remember. It's a blur, but I just had never felt so happy. Um, And I feel like from then on my life just changed. Everything was different.
1: Everything is different when you get your period back. It's such a massive weight that lifted from your shoulders as well because you have so many opportunities in front of you when you get your period back. And uh, you share what happened with you and your cousin. And I felt goosebumps all over because when I was trying to have a baby and I was going through, I was sticking the HA recovery process. Mm -hmm. I went back home to Italy to visit my family. And one night I was having dinner with my, my sister and her husband and she gave me a gift and i opened the box and there was a pee stick with a positive sign um, and i kept looking at the pee stick and i thought am i pregnant i couldn't uh, even think that about she was somebody the one else giving the
0: music. i understand yeah that. because yeah. i wanted
1: it so badly and i'm like but, but i couldn't like my brain couldn't function and as you said I really you wanted there was this dichotomy I really want to be happy with my sister because she's my best friend the person that I love the most in the entire universe but I'm I feel like a failure because I hate her right now and I hate myself even more Mm -hmm. and how can I describe this feeling to anyone else without feeling crazy without sounding crazy Mm -hmm. and now that you just said (laughs) basically vocalized it for me and for so many women out there
0: because um, I think yeah because it's it's two uh, such intense emotions at the same time because there is part of you that is so happy for them but then that part of you that just hates yourself is oh it's terrifying when you think like it's sickening when you think back because I don't know about you but it's still raw like you saw me get emotional you revisit it and you still feel it and it's like oh um yeah but things do get better um, but yes things if you have experience, that yeah absolutely well there are
1: two things that I really would like to ask you actually there are 10,000 questions that I would like to ask you but <laughs> let's narrow them down yeah so one is about weight gain and how you felt when you started gaining weight and you know people perceptions and comments and mm-hmm. uh, how did you go through that period let's start with this question because I don't want to make it too complicated for you
0: no no of course so um, i did- yeah, it's, it's the biggest one, isn't it? Because it's what we're all most terrified about is weight gain. We've worked so hard to get this body and you've got to let it go. And you've got this attachment of something you've accomplished as well. It's not even just a body fat percentage. You, you worked hard to get it and you've got to watch mm, it absolutely. Walk, walk out the door. <laughs> um, first things first, you need to brace yourself that it's going to be hard. I would I know there is some women who can embrace it and just be like no this is what I'm going to do it's fine and for those women like claps to you because I wish I had that mentality to just embrace it um I had to talk myself through it every single day um I felt like I noticed a change every day and obviously I didn't but you, you feel more bloated, you feel heavier. Um, if you get fluid retention, you feel squishy, you're having a shower and you're washing yourself and you, you feel different. So as much as you want to kind of just pretend it's not happening, it's everywhere. You look in the mirror and you feel a bit puffy. Like I said, you have the shower, you put your clothes on, they're slowly getting tighter. Um, and it did happen over a long period. I think when I look back at it, I thought everything happened so quickly and dramatic, but it was, it was quite a gradual weight increase um step away from your scale I kept weighing myself and I think I just wanted to kind of punish myself a little bit emotionally no idea why but it's like I had to feel bad about the weight gain. um I would strongly recommend any clothes that don't fit you Get rid of them. You don't need the reminder of the person who you were because the person who you were doesn't have a period. And most likely that person will never be able to keep a period. So the idea of, oh, but I'll just get my period back, gain weight, and then I'll lose the weight straight away. I get it because I felt that way. But while you hold on to those clothes, you'll keep thinking that way because it's like this little voice saying, just go yeah. back soon, go back soon you've got enough voices in your head you don't need that voice like let it go Mm -hmm. um buy some new clothes and buy clothes that make you feel good and you know if you're used to always wearing gym gear that's really fitted you might want to go and get a flowy top or a flowy dress that you know if you are bloated you don't feel it as much because it's soft and it's lovely um yeah but talking myself through it every day I did a lot of um gratitude sort of work that wasn't so much about my physical appearance so it's like I'm so grateful I've got legs that I can walk with I'm so grateful I've got arms that I can hug my husband Um, I'm so grateful that I've got a mouth where I can taste this delicious food and I did that every day twice a day three times a day until I got to a point where I didn't look in the mirror and go your stomach's squishy your thighs are fat I just went oh how lucky am I that I've missed physically abled body when that shift happened the weight gain didn't matter anymore
1: let me ask you did you keep body checking yourself like for example taking selfies or mirror checking and all of those behaviors
0: look some of those behaviors for me still stick I still pinch my stomach I don't mean to I like I'm I'm conscious that I do it um it's nothing that makes me want to go jump on a diet or feel bad about myself but I don't know, I've decluttered so many things, but that's one that's kind of stays there. Um, But at the time I, yeah, I looked at myself in any kind of reflection there was, I just looked to check if I got any bigger or if there was a fat bulge or, um, yeah, all the time. Um, It did start to go away, but I think it started to go away when I started to not think about my body as purely weight-based um, when I started mm-hmm. to look at it as a function instead with, you know, I can walk, I can talk, I can see, I can breathe, um, you know, literally, and it sounds a bit woo woo, but my, my body is the vessel to live this life without Absolutely. it. I can't enjoy anything, happiness, sadness, excitement, family relationships. Um, yeah. So I, sorry, I know I've, I've digressed, but what actually got me through gaining weight was shifting my focus to everything that I do have in my life. Yeah. I and did helps. you
1: receive, any- <laughs> absolutely no, it's beautiful and please keep on sharing. But I was wondering, did you receive any negative comment that sets you back? Because so many people out there, they are scared of what other people think. But to be honest, I've never really, re- now that I look back, I haven't received a negative comment throughout my whole H. A. recovery process but I was incredibly scared of it to the point that I stepped away from the people that I knew because I was so afraid Mm -hmm. of what they
0: would say and they never said anything. Yeah, for something that's the biggest fear, I have heard of very few people that it's actually happened to. Um, So, no, I didn't have any direct comments, but I did have people say, you look so healthy, and I hated it. And I... yeah. <laughs> so, at what the you're start, saying is that like, the... I'm fat. Yes. <laughs> so, later on, if someone says to <laughs> me now, you, you look so healthy and well, I'm like, oh, thank you. And I, I mean it, thank you. But at the start, I'd smile yeah. and be like, oh, thank you. And inside, I was like, oh. like you might as well tell me Can I'm fat and I'm just right and... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And like now and they they meant it they sincerely were happy for me and thought that I did look healthy but at the time I I actually ended up saying to more of my closest friends and family that knew what I was going through um I kind of had a weird but necessary conversation of I'm really touchy with language right now and if you do want to give me a compliment and I'm not saying that you have to but if you want to could you more say that you like my dress or you like my hair or something like that because for whatever reason I hear you say I look healthy and all I translate it into is I look fat and their response is what do you mean of course you're not I said no 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 this is not a you thing this is purely a me thing Mm -hmm. and when you say that even though deep down I know what you mean it really upsets me so until I get past this would you mind just shape-shifting your compliments And obviously, if you've got no compliments to give, that's that's fine. But if you do, could we kind of angle it this way so I can just, you know, keep progressing in a way that's not so emotional?
1: It's so powerful that you did that. I remember that I had to threaten my mum because I'm still (laughs) living in Australia. She's still living in Italy. Mm-hmm. And I was about to go on holiday to visit her, and I said, look, if you make one single comment, I'm going to jump on the plane and go back to Australia <laughs> <But it's, laughs> because I was so yeah. afraid of it. It's, yeah. It's so, well, no, it, it's it, it disorder behaviour talking. Yeah.
0: But I also think from, you know, parents' perspective, and your like intimate relationships you've got this idea that you just want to impress them all the time and part of that is looking a particular yeah. way so if they are to comment on your image regardless of what size you are it's it's really close to home because you just want to you just want them to be happy about you you know not not necessarily Absolutely. for you but i like i just want to impress you in a nutshell and yeah, if you i want gain to make weight proud really yeah, that's it. And some people outgrow that. I, I didn't. I want to I make sure everyone is happy with me and is proud of me and potentially gaining weight they wouldn't be. Um, I was very wrong about that because with the weight gain come the revival of my personality, the revival of my relationships, the revival of, of me at my core, um, which in their eyes is the best thing that ever happened.
1: I'm so glad that you said that because I was thinking right here and then that gaining weight possibly is the best thing that I ever ever done Mm -hmm. for strengthening my relationship with my loved ones. Yeah. Because I wanted to be fit and I thought that that was important, but really
0: all they wanted was me to be healthy and to be present. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And actually something that you mentioned earlier, which was part of your question, is about people noticing and commenting. Um, a tough pill to swallow that my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, said, no one actually cares what you look like. Everyone is so caught up with what they look like and what their problems are. They really don't care about you. And when he first said, I was like, oh, it's not very nice. Like, I, I think they do. But then when you kind of shift your focus, if you've got friends and family that are around you gaining weight, you don't actually notice and I'm not talking someone who potentially is a an average frame that's become obese like yes I understand you would notice that kind of shift but for HA recovery we're so fearful of becoming obese that the likelihood of that is so slim so it's sort of an illogical fear it's it's the obese is very dramatic um and if you take a moment to really think about that it's like all right what are the chances you are going to become obese um but sorry back to where i was is that when you look at your friends and family and things like that your observations aren't actually weight focused 99 of the time and once you can recognize that i think it makes it easier for the people that you're around because you'll be going for coffee with friends or family and if you think about the last time you paid attention to their weight unless there's something you know seriously wrong way too skinny way too big you, you really don't notice. And you really don't care. Even
1: if you notice, you really don't care. Mm. But yeah, 85% of the time, you don't notice to stop. Mm. You just want to have a conversation with them. And most of the time, you just want to make sure that they have the energy to listen to your own concerns. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it.
0: That's you just it. want to know they're paying attention.
1: Yeah, yep. 100%. Exactly. And uh, so you managed to go back to be a personal trainer do you ever see yourself in the future doing another bodybuilding competition?
0: I think sometimes I go to it, but it's only because yeah. I've, I've programmed myself for so long to think if you look a particular way that life is more successful, better, flourishing, all those kinds of things. So if I'm having a day where I'm not feeling productive, if I'm feeling a little bit emotionally overwhelmed... Um, things aren't working out as I expected, I kind of jump back to that thought of, I just have this goal and I can focus on this. But then I very quickly recognize why, which is, all right, you need to really deal with the real stress at hand. Because in my mind, if I was to a bodybuilding competition again, and I think it's amazing. Anyone who wants to, I still think it's a great thing, but I think it needs to be done. The exit strategy is actually more important than getting on stage. Um, But, yeah for me personally if I'm not emotional the idea of getting back on stage not one little bit to be honest I I don't feel like I need to put myself through the strain of weighing food and excessive hours of training and honestly I don't want to go back to that person like I'm so glad everything that happened did because of all the life lessons and the journey overall and it led me to having my daughter and meeting my husband but um yeah I can very confidently say no I don't want to not one little bit and so how do you know that now your relationship with uh, exercise is a healthy relationship I like to look at exercises it's an added bonus to your life all right so mm-hmm. your your relationships are great you are enjoying your social life, you're enjoying your work life, you're enjoying whatever your hobbies would be. I feel like you've got three facets to your life that you need to focus on and keep them all kind of balanced. And then exercise is like the icing on the cake. It kind of amplifies everything. It makes it a bit more fun. You feel good about yourself. You feel healthy. Um, But the reason I say it's a bonus is because if you need to take a step away from it, it's not going to feel like your life's over. If you need to take a day off, mm-hmm. every life keeps rolling through. Your relationships are still good, work is still good, your hobbies are still fun. But when your relationship with exercise isn't healthy, if you miss a day, your day's ruined. You can't eat, you can't think, you can't. You just you can't enjoy anything. Um, if you are thinking about going on a holiday and you're already tra- planning your training plan for what you're going to do while you don't have access to your normal gym, normal running track, I would reevaluate. Um, unless you're in a competitive sport and, you know, thing, things shape-shift. But if you're kind of exercising for you, um, I think you need to be able to take a day off and not care. Um, and I also think that you need to be having your period.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Beautifully said. And sometimes also to me right now, exercise is being able to run after my daughter. Like she, (laughs) 3.5 years of age, she runs quite a lot. So when I spend like a couple of hours with her at the park, that's my exercise session for the day. Whereas before it was like two hours at the gym, plus running after my daughter, plus doing some stretching at night and restricting my caloric intake. Mm. The brain space, the food and exercise used to take, it's unbelievable. Yeah.
0: But- yeah, sorry. No, no. I was just going to say on the brain space front, it's um even the capacity to actually enjoy running after your daughter and not be thinking about food and training. To actually yes. just be like, "Oh, you're so That's much fun, and one. you're so energetic." Versus you're chasing and being like, "What am I going to eat next? What am I going to train? We've been here forever." <laughs> I agree, all heartedly.
1: Yes, I had to spend the whole day with my little one sitting on the floor, like literally the. All day, nine hours sitting on the floor, I would have gone crazy. Yeah, until three years ago. And yesterday so was like, yeah, it was kind of boring by the end of it. But and I wanted to move my body to stretch a little bit, but I was okay. I was just there with it. Him. It's okay. And yeah, yeah. I think that the HA recovery process made me a much more empathic person, and allowed me to get in touch with so many many beautiful women like you are. And I'm so glad Ooh. that we met. So Jade, you, let's share what you got. So you are the founder of the It's a Mind Game podcast, right? Yes. Do you right. want to tell us where we can find you and what you offer? Yeah, I'd love to. Thank
0: you. Um, so essentially I started the It's a Mind Game podcast because I guess what this whole chat's been about is through the HR recovery journey, it's an emotional roller coaster, And I do truly believe that half of the, the battle of recovery is just getting your thoughts wrapped around the old ones and what the new ones need to be. So hence the title, it's a mind game. Um, And I feel like if you can look at HA recovery, literally as a mind game, it gives you a bit more power to make changes because it's like, Oh, this is just my brain playing tricks on me. What can we do to overcome this? Um, And yeah, as for the podcast, I have a whole lot of women come on and share their HA recovery journeys purely because they come in all shapes and sizes. Um, And sometimes you just want to hear what people go through and to know that you're not alone with your emotions and that you're not alone with um, the level of exercise that you were doing that you need to do. Just the whole multifaceted thing of HR recovery and eating disorders too. So there's a lot on bulimia and anorexia. Um, And then I have beautiful, educated, incredible women like yourself who also do coaching services who share how you help women, and also your own journey. So I guess it's a super safe space. It's super friendly in the way that it's everything's like a coffee chat. Nothing's really analytical or must do this, must do that. Um, it's having a coffee with the girls, pretty much.
1: Yes, um, and I love it <laughs> and I recommend everyone to tune in and subscribe because it's it's my favourite podcast right now. Oh, thank you. That's so lovely to hear because, I don't know, I...
0: I'm so passionate about it. So it's really nice when people reach out and sort of say that they enjoy hearing it. Um, But, yeah, overall, I just don't want anyone to feel alone because they're not. Um, And that recovery is accessible to everybody. Like you're not the special case of, oh, not me. Like everyone can. Um, And then, yeah, as for contacting me, you can either contact me through the podcast, but you can just search It's a Mind Game on Spotify, Applecasts, any kind of platform. Or you can find me on Instagram, uh, jade.zarik. So J-A-D-E dot um, And for that, I do have a few podcasty things and it's more so my life, but I mainly use it as a platform for a lot of women to DM and sort of check in about their journeys and stuff. So it's more of a message space to check in and have a chat. Yeah.
1: I like your Instagram page because it gives me the opportunity to see the face of your beautiful daughter as well. Nice. So, and it's nice to see you as a mom because yeah you you look beautiful together yeah so thank you so much Jade for coming in today and sharing your stories and and all the beautiful things that you just said I'm I'm so sure that the ladies from the Facebook group are gonna love this uh
0: this chat and I'm looking forward to talking to you soon thank you so much it's been amazing being here and sorry if I talk too much I get so passionate about this no you
1: don't (laughs) you don't I ramble but (laughs) thank thank you you so much Bye, beautiful. Bye.